You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It had been 259 days since New England Patriots fans last experienced the sweet taste of victory but their appetite for a win lingers no more after a, I'm not sure if I can call it rousing. Uh, I wouldn't. Okay, I'm not going to be that prone to hyperbole. You know what? It was an effective win today. In Pittsburgh, Pats sneak away. Some may say steal. I'll say grind out and earn a 17-14 dub over the Steelers. And Mitch Trubisky. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Six Rings Post Game Show. Your old pals, Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart, with you. Pleasure to have you guys once again. And as always, here, great to see the Patriots get their first victory of the season, Andy, as well as a win on Mr. Kraft's 500th game as owner of the New England Patriots. Andy, we watch the game together as we usually do. Before these post game shows, eventually, held hands. yeah, we held hands. We shared, we shared snacks. You didn't double dip this time. I was very proud of you. We left all the Seinfeld references to Charles Davis, yeah. and the broadcast he crew stinks. That's so funny because at wei.com, there's a flowery piece right now from Alex Reamer about what a great broadcast it was and how funny Charles Davis is. Charles Davis, uh, I don't know if he's trying to intentionally be like Dauber. Remember that dumb guy on uh, on Coach? The, oh the, yeah. The, Love that show. I don't know if he's playing a character, a Jessica Simpson character, where I'm going to pretend to be dumb and it's going to be funny, or or there's a possibility I'm leaving open. Is there no chicken in Chicken of the yeah. Sea? A little uh, possibility I'm leaving open <laughs> that he may not be the brightest bulb on the planet. Yeah, don't Seems say. like a nice enough man, but he says uh, some really curious things throughout a broadcast. But more importantly... The Charles Davis breakdown will take place in the Six Rings after show, which is at 7.35 exclusively We're going to eat online. a dub? We ate a dub today. I don't know if it was like a high-quality dub, like a filet mignon dub. It may have been a lower-level burger, ground beef. may have been a little old. I don't even know, but it got the job done. No, I, I said this week, must win. Absolutely a must win. Must win. I think win. we all kind of envisioned, I don't know, this game playing out. Take the under, a game in the teens, probably only going to need 16, 17, 18 points to win the game. Your prediction for the game, mine was 20 to 17, turns out to be 17, 14. So I had Patriots covering. They went into the game, two-point favorites. The over-under was 40 and a half. I should have known. Lay the house, the farm, the family, and anything else I can borrow on the way to the sports book on Pats in the under. It came through. You had 20 to 16, I believe. I had 17 to 13, so I missed by a point. Oh, you missed by a point. But anyway. Hot shoes and hand grenades, kid. They got the win. That's all that really matters, to quote young Damian Harris, the mm-hmm. running back. And there were good things. I, like, I want to be clear. Like, they did some really good things. Mm-hmm. My guess is Bill will be talking about, you know, there's things we can build on. There's other things you need to clean up because I would say one of those, your, your quarterback was a little sloppy again at times. The mm-hmm. ball 
could have bounced the other way, gone in the other direction. Perhaps but, I might say cavalier with his decision-making and throws. Yes. Only one interception on the day for Mac and Jones. That's all that matters. Easily could have been a second one. It easily could have been a third one, Easily too. could have been a third <laughs> there one. There could have been three picks, but they're only ended with one. They won the turnover battle two to one. Both of these teams, mm-hmm. who I think are middling AFC teams, mm-hmm. wild card, maybe not wild card, whatever, are you in it at the end of the year, but... They won and lost respectively on opening day because of turnovers. Steelers won, stole the game from Cincy, among other things. Resoundingly winning the turnover battle last week. The Patriots lost the turnover battle. And then I would say a week ago, big, Big Bill Belichick was lamenting big plays. And the big plays that cost them. A couple key big plays... Well, you made the key big plays this week, and there was none bigger than Nelson Aguilar at the end of the first... Instead of watching Jalen Waddell... Kick you in the nuts at the end of the opener. I mean, at the end of the first half in the opener, you were the one making the play. Nelson Aguilar made the play of the day to Moss, uh, the cornerback Witherspoon, I think his name mm-hmm. was, and sort of dance and high step and up finger roll and into the over, end zone. Like literally on his, he oh, yeah. goes up and over Witherspoon's back, takes it yeah. out of his bread basket. As it's they a foul in basketball. The over the back. Oh, 100%. <laughs> over foul, the back. You can't do that. Thousand, Big Baby Davis has called Luckily, for the foul. Luckily, this is football, and he's allowed Witherspoon to Witherspoon should have been shooting, too, for sure. That was definitely that was definitely illegal contact. He goes up and over the back, takes it in. I was a little anxious because Aguilar did, like, the finger roll the second oh. he crossed the goal. It got close, guy. It wasn't that close. I was, it wasn't Deshaun Jackson bad, but it, it got was close well enough to make me nervous, zone. all right? No. Just get the time. Go put it in the back of the end zone. No. Flip it to the referee like it you're Larry fine. Fitzgerald. Enjoy yourself. This team doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, so you so better enjoy, enjoy everyone again. I know. We had and two touchdowns today. I mean, you had two receivers. That's a lot. I feel greedy. Nearly 200, two 100 yard receivers just missed for Jacoby Myers. So there's things to build on, mm-hmm. and then there's some sloppiness. But the, the bottom line, big picture takeaway for me is you absolutely needed to get in the win column. You got to one and one. Now you're in the pack. There's going to be a bunch of teams at one and one. There's also some curious teams that are two and oh. We might get into that later in the six rings post game show. But you're, you're, you were kind of like going below water. Now your head popped out. And hey. You're, you're above water again. That's we'll right. see what comes in the coming weeks. So you We're treading water. water. We might actually see coastline, Andy. Now the Patriots do not go winless into that good night or to their home opener. Next Sunday at 1 o'clock from the Razor in Foxborough, the Patriots will square off against the Ravens. Speaking of Jalen Waddell kicking somebody in the you-know-what, Jalen Waddell had himself a He's a pretty good player. day yeah. down in Balmer today. An unbelievable comeback by the Miami Dolphins, which will factor into our Early, early, too early look at Patriots Ravens next week later on in the Six Rings postgame show. But for right now, Patriots win 17 to 14. It was a squeaker. Probably could have been, dare I say, it could have. It's an interesting win. Well, first of all, you made that good point, Andy, that it was a doesn't have to be pretty to be a win. I'm sure somewhere Coach Belichick has already told someone that stats are for losers and we're not worried about that. This week. (laughs) This week. Maybe next week or the previous week or sometime down the line. But they wouldn't be worried about it right now. That win was the equivalent of, oh, my God, I'm starving. I've been on the road for hours. The only place that's open is this gas station. I don't know how long that hot dog has been on the rollers, but I need that hot dog. And you get it. And you know what? You survive it. Right. Hey. And then you deal with the after effects tomorrow. tomorrow. You worry about, <laughs> worry about that <laughs> but later. But for now. But you know what? The Coke up. was cold. The Doritos were crispy. And that's all you needed. So they had a nice little gas station meal today. Yep. They can fly home on the wings of victory. And also, like you said, and I think a lot of Pats fans are feeling this, as we could tell from the reactions to the podcast, listening to the radio station, and just getting a general feel in Pats Nation. There was an anxiousness building up of like, <gasps> wait a second. If these guys lose this game, and they could because they're only a two-point favorite, I'm also surprised they're a favorite on the road. 
But I digress. If they lose this game, they could go home and they could lose to the Ravens, and then they could go winless in September, and it's not going to be an easy task going to Green Bay. And, and hell, the Lions are actually pretty good. When are they going to win a game? They won a game now, so we can stop. We don't have to worry about them going winless. And winning begets winning. The momentum can now start to cascade. Like, now they'll buy into the idea like, hey, we held up against Miami last week. Miami actually just came back against the Ravens. Transitive property of football says we might be able to hang with the Ravens next week. Plus, we'll have the crowd behind us. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, and by the way, shout out Gunnar Olszewski. Thank you very much for the early the Christmas plant. present. The plant. Hey, what do they say? Forever, It's forever New England. Um, once a patriot, always a patriot, right? Yes, and he did his part to uh, allow a punt to bounce off his face and into the waiting hands of my guy, Schooler Schooler Rocks. Rocks. Brendan Schooler. That was a be- that was an absolutely absolutely Huge massive play. play on the day. Huge play, and then they punched it in because they had other opportunities. I would say this game first half was uglier than the second. Mm-hmm. The first half looked like it was going to be a three three game where neither team really wanted to win. Was sloppy. They traded turnovers. You know, they get a great athletic play from Mac Wilson. Jalen Mills gets the pick, what and a immediately great play. Mac throws it back to Minka Fitzpatrick. It's like you're swapping turnovers. Yeah, let's take a Just second bad. and look at that. That was that was a really that was an awkward, if not potentially dangerous portion of the game for the Patriots because when you get a gift and Mitch Trubisky, I mean, the calls for Kenny in the stadium, they were chanting for Kenny. Yes. Mitch Berg you as a movement. You'll get your prayers answered weeks. sooner. Steelers have later. a quick turnaround Thursday night to play a very angry Cleveland Browns team who crapped the bed and lost to the Jets in the final minute of the game. And seeing some of the social media that I saw coming from Cleveland tailgates, you know what? Couldn't happen to a better city or fan base. Couldn't happen to a better franchise. I digress. You heard the Kenny chants going on throughout the stadium. Mitch Berg as a movement is Dunsky. He's got one more game tops. He makes the curious decision to throw right into the middle of the zone, second quarter, early on, I believe, and it gets tipped. Like you said, Bill Belichick noted it. Uh, great, great athletic play by Mac Wilson. Tips the ball up. Jalen Mills gets his first interception as a member of the New England Patriots. Hey, we got the ball. Hey, we can turn this easily into seven points, if not a seven. And then Mac Jones makes the odd choice. Once again, this is two weeks in a row. There is something going on with Mac where he sees the best corner for the other team, or at least their top ball hawk. And he says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to test their best ball hawk by throwing deep to Devontae Parker. And once again, burned on the deep route. Uh, he throws the long post on third down to Devontae Parker. Minka Fitzpatrick, he doesn't see him, swoops right in. Aliouk comes in, grabs it, and that could have burned them badly. It, it could have. And That's I would why say, you said, I think earlier, Mac Jones had his ups and downs on the day. He did. And on the whole, I didn't think he was very good. Like, I, didn't, I think he would say he's not good enough. I think he's going to have to be better moving forward. He for had moments today, I'll say. Yeah, few and far between. Um, I, I think he needs to be significantly better. He was loose with the ball, loose with some decisions. The mm-hmm. offense wasn't overly efficient at times in terms of penalties and getting the play call in and the play clock and all of that. On that play in particular, the interception, I thought it was a bad throw. I, I thought he let it tail to the outside where Fitzpatrick, to, the, to his right, basically, where Fitzpatrick was coming from. I think if he had thrown it more to the inside middle of the field, maybe Parker has a chance to go down mm-hmm. and get it. But I will say, in general, the idea of throwing it to Parker because they're not 50-50 balls, they're 80-20 balls, they, they, they have not been 80-20 balls to start the year. Mm-mm. The other team is catching them. So that plan of attack, especially when we are seeing 
incremental or more improvement from Jacoby Myers, always there, first third Tremendous. down in the game. He's there for you. Nelson Aguilar, best game as a Patriot. Even Kendrick Bourne gets on the field catching the football. The Devontae Parker first couple weeks underwhelming, and those believing that Jonu Smith was going to have year two jump, breakout, something, something, you are a very faithful person, more faithful than I, because it just ain't happening. Can we stop with the it's John o. Smith breakout season, please? I was told that all last week? preseason. I was told that all last year. I received none of it. I kept my receipts. They didn't give me a return. Didn't even give me a merchandise credit, nothing. What are you, and Robert now people Sala? told me to buy back into it this year. And now you know what? I see today, third down and one. He looks to his way, gets clobbered, gets in the way. It's just not ha- It's just not happening. You want to use him as a blocking tight end, the occasional end around for trickery and deceit, fine. But otherwise, like, let's just move on from that. Give me the consistency of Jacoby Myers. Give me when on display. How about this? Playmakers. When you give playmakers a legitimate chance to make a play, guys like Aguilar show off their athletic ability and make plays. Six for six. Caught all six balls thrown his way. 106 yards and a touchdown. No fumbles, no drops. It's a beautiful thing. Devontae Parker has a catch so far in his career as a member of the New England Patriots. Kendrick Bourne. Welcome back to your team. Mm-hmm. 22 snaps on the day. Thank you. I will cash in on my over-under on number of plays. I predicted six. I set the number at 16 and a half. Bourne had 22 plays today, three catches, and there's room for improvement for him as well. Yes. It's a beautiful baby thing steps. to see. Yes, baby Zero, by the way, for Hunter Henry on the day. Yeah, Hunter Henry. Where, where was your boy today? Where was your guy? Uh, it's a great question. I mean, there was one bad throw behind him early in the game on Ooh. an out. Um, that I think the Patriots were fortunate, again, didn't get tipped up in the mm-hmm. air. Because anytime you're behind on an out, there's usually DBs coming and you tip it up in the air, it can be a problem. But, yeah, he was a non-factor. But we've talked all year that this team doesn't have go-to weapons. They have a bunch of good weapons. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need this guy, this guy, and this guy on any given week and then rotate it and hopefully get a couple other guys. And and I think that's the, the place you're going. You got out of the backfield, I thought. Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson both had solid days. They ran the four-minute offense, Mm -hmm. which for those that don't know, is unlike the two-minute offense where you're hurrying up and you're trying to score quick, four-minute offense is late in the game, you're slowing it down, you're trying to run the clock out. They ran out six and a half minutes with Stevenson, with Harris, and with Mack taking three knees to end the game. That's Uh, how you want to end a football game. My favorite formation in the world, victory formation. They grounded out, coming off of a Red Sox game, baseball on the radio earlier today, Closer by committee, those are words that are forbidden around these parts. Closer by committee today with Harrison Stevenson pounding the ball all the way down the field. That we love to see. Shout out also to, in a game, the Reds, in a game. See, coming off the Red Sox, look, I got Don't socks on the break. Don't do Pats. it. Don't do it. Talk Pats. Stay talk on the football, fo- stick to football. Stick to football. Stick to football. Ha, Smarty. In a game that the Patriots could have lost but never should have because this was their game to win. And if they lost, it would have been their game to lose. It didn't at any point seem like a game Pittsburgh had control of or that Pittsburgh would have taken from them, commanded, and controlled. That's a very uneven team on offense. It's a good defense. Obviously, it'll be a much better defense when and if T.J. Watt heals up from the partially torn pec muscle and comes back in six or eight weeks. But it's not a great team, especially not with Trubisky in there. Makes one great play one minute, and then he gets booed by his own fans time and again for all the check down Charlies that he throws. This is a game the Patriots should have won. They absolutely sure. should have won this game. In addition to just being favorites on the day, they were the better team out there today. Now, not by such a wide but margin. But could have lost. But they could have lost. Absolutely. And so that's the biggest emotional takeaway for me. 
is that they can build on the idea that, sure, there may have been room to lose this game, but they're not losers. They, they're winners today. Like, they found a way to – they did just enough to win the game today. That's a building block. And you, as football coach, in addition to football hardo and columnist here at WEEI, you love a good teachable moment. There's a no, lot to work with. And, and anytime you're you're moving forward, mm-hmm. I think that was what was so disappointing for the month and a half of July through the first couple weeks of September is the question was, are you, are you getting better? Are you are you improving? You've been practicing for five or six weeks. You've mm-hmm. been holding joint practices. You're playing preseason games. Are we seeing improvement? And I thought over the last two weeks, last week I was up on the first couple drives of the halves. You showed some comfort for Mac running the offense. Today, I thought you took some steps forward with your playmakers. Now, I'm not going to tell you they're a contender or they're a good football team right now. Like they've elevated themselves. No, they're still a middling football team that I have questions about whether you a little bit over 500. Could you maybe sneak into a wild card? That's where you still are. You're a long ways from proving you're any more than that. But for a while there, if you remember, the haters mm-hmm. were starting to say, you're less than that. You're mm-hmm. a you're a four-win team. You're a five. This is a long year. I don't know if Bill's gutted anymore. Might be time to move on from Bill and Matty P. Like that. The haters, the excuse me, there was somebody I was doing a radio program with yesterday who was being an ageist about Bill Belichick and his seniority at the age of 70, saying 70-year-old people are old. They are. And they're the chorus of people calling into question his age. Hey, Beth. And potentially his age impairing his decision-making is very loud, led by, of all people, you. Well, he is old. That's just the reality. Uh, look at he's got all, He has more fastballs than you've ever thrown in his life. I don't think he throws a very good fastball. Yes, he does. With his head, maybe, at times. That's, I don't know. With, it's his, a, with it's, his actual arm. It's an expression. But smart ass. So they have shown, I think, a little bit of traction over mm-hmm. the, ne- the next two weeks, of the last two weeks. And you're going to need to do that because we've all talked about it. Yes, there's a little soft spot in there. Mm-hmm. And you said might not be quite as soft as we see this play out with the Lions and mm-hmm. some of those teams, the Browns, that, oh, maybe those aren't like penciled in wins. Lions have put up over 70 points in the first two games. They can they can score the ball. The defense, a <laughs> little suspect, but they can score the ball. 70 points. Feels like it could take the Patriots like <laughs> eight or nine games to put up that many points. <laughs> we were wondering, we said on yesterday's program and on the Six Rings pod this week that we would be interested if there was a sports book that put up action Will there be more runs scored in Red Sox Royals than there will be points in Patriots Steelers? And for a while, I was wishing I had money on the Sox. And then Nelson Aguilar, Mossed Witherspoon, Mm. changed the game, changed the trajectory of this early Mm -hmm. season because we're starting to hear rumblings, and we'll get into this a little later in the show too. Mike Giardi had a report that, you know, Jacoby Myers might have let a little moment of honesty slip through that you Mm -hmm. don't often get from Patriots players that he – might question at times the plan and the game plan and the approach. So do we? So do we? Do we let Kendrick Bourne out of Patricia's doghouse and we sneak Jacoby Myers? Well, you in You can't there? put Myers in there because if you put Myers in there, you don't have an offense. Well, then we have he a is, double standard. He is the. You're damn right. It's called the Jordan rules. Now this is a much lesser. It's called case. the Lawrence Taylor rule. Yeah. The, yeah. the good players can get away with more. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. If you have a domestic dispute and you're 53rd on the roster, you're cut immediately. If you're third on the roster, well, we're going to wait till the facts play themselves out. We'll figure out a way out of this mess. So C- Currently conducting an internal investigation. Exactly, and we'll have no, no further comment on this issue. So they, they, they're building. like They're going in the right direction, but the sky is falling. Our friend Chris Scheim mm-hmm. on the Six Rings podcast. Mm. Oh, what a show. miserable day he must have had today. Well, he's, he's probably going to feel validated because, like we said, 
Mac Jones had his ups and downs during the day, and we know how okay. much Shime loves sleeping in his Mac Jones pajamas. Yeah. There's ups and downs with a lot of quarterbacks, yeah. even good Absolutely. quarterbacks. Joe Burrow is having his ups and downs early in the season. Tom Brady is having his ups and downs early in the season. Like, there's good players that go through ups and downs. I'm pretty sure that Tua is not going to be a six-touchdown quarterback every week. I thought he had his ups and downs against the Patriots last week in this defense. That's something we can also question, is this defense, as they start to come together, mm-hmm. they're not giving up points. I'm not saying they face great offenses. They've faced interesting uh, attacks when you talk about the receivers and the tight ends. Mm-hmm. These two teams they faced have good receivers, good tight ends, mm-hmm. questionable QBs. Correct. Tua may be trending upward in a questionable way. Trubisky may be trending downward Unemployed. in a questionable way, <laughs> giving his job up soon. But this defense is showing some playmakers. The front, Judon, pretty good for a second st- straight week. My and guy, who knew he could go out in coverage? Yeah, and get away with potentially pass interference. Right. But I'll hey, let it go. Listen, hey, how about Devontae a little home Parker cooking? was interfered with, too, and they ignored that, so we're even. Um, but he had another good. Barmore showed up this week. Dietrich Wise continues to show up. Mac Wilson, we talked about, showed up. I thought Adrian Jim, Phillips actually gutted it out today, which kind of surprised me the way we saw him last week in the practice. But uh, Jabril Peppers, I thought, showed up and showed up when you needed him mm-hmm. when Kyle Duggar was missing portions of the game in the second half. Juwan Bentley injury. got banged up, went to the sidelines for a while, had his equipment off, was having his back examined. Must have gotten a little uh, little, uh, little sample of the old Mac Jones back medicine, gets back in there, makes some plays as well. Andy, the Patriots defense, like you said, Questionable attacks, questionable quarterback played the first two weeks. Yet at the same time, they've only given up technically. I know the final score was 20-7 to last week. One touchdown they were not responsible for. They have given up 13 points in two consecutive games. That's a good start. Now, That's a building block. Now you add to that the ability to close out the game and solid line play today from your offensive line. I'm going to forgive improvement. one or two false starts, maybe a holding or two. David Andrews, yeah, there's like we'll, four see, you la- we'll you see you later in the as More <laughs> penalties not, than I'd like great. to. We'll talk to you in the office later, Bear. But by and large, the offensive line held up. Cole Strange, yeah boy, he's actually playing pretty well. He's holding his blocks, doing a good job. When I don't hear the rookie being whistled for any flags, when I don't ha- hear anyone calling him out for doing something wrong, like you've always said, like if you don't hear your name called as an offensive lineman, you had a good day. Yep. And, and I thought the left side was good because I don't think Trent Brown didn't have a penalty. Cole Strange didn't have – the penalties were more on the right side in the middle. And we've talked about that has to be the foundation of the offense. I think personally the foundation of this team, we can get into all the sexy stuff. Mm-hmm. Ooh, cornerback, Mac Jones, why isn't the receiver playing? I think the foundation of this team is going to be the front on both sides of the ball. The defensive line, can they be dominant or good enough? Another good day against the run. Mm-hmm. A week ago, it was holding a 2.8 yards per carry in Miami. Today, they held Najee Harris to, I think, under 50 yards, 48, 49 yards. Another solid day by the defensive front. Good after Trubisky a little bit. If the offensive line can work into its form so that that is at least a semi-strength of the offense, now you can start to tweak and coach up the other stuff. Because if those two aren't good, then you, you're done. You can't coach anything up. If you If teams just run through your defensive front, there's not really a lot of scheme you can do. You get pushed around offensively. If your offensive line can't block, there's not much you can do. So, now I will say the one thing about the defense is they're doing what they need to do against questionable talents. Can they, only play the teams that are on your schedule. They did that last guy. year. Yep. We got too excited. Then the real teams played them, and the bottom fell out, and you don't make somebody punt, and it's the Bills and all that. So they have some of those on the horizon. We've got Lamar time Jackson. to emotionally prepare for the Bills games, well, all right? You also have less than a week to prepare for Lamar Jackson, who looks like he's got, as I said earlier, a dated phrase. He's got a bee in his bonnet, and he's trying to prove something with his arm and his legs. That's a different challenge this week, but... Uh, he's also going to come to Foxborough 
very motivated and awfully angry for putting up 38 points and losing his home opener. He said, I can't believe I lost to that guy, Tua. And 38 points, and it wasn't good enough. He's going to come in feisty and full of blank and vinegar next week. It should be an energetic and charged home opener, to say the least. But for now, we're talking Patriots-Steelers Week 2. Pats get their first victory of the season, 17-13, to 13, the final. Oh, excuse 14. me, 17-14. to 14. They did convert the two points. I apologize. Oh, so sorry, everybody. You know what? Fine, I'll take a lap on commercial break, all right, you jerks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is the Six Rings Post Game Show on 93.7 FM WEI and all across the WEI Sports Radio Network on the Odyssey app and more. We've been breaking down the Patriots' 7-14 victory, their first of the season. Happy Victory Monday to all tomorrow. It'll be a better... Oh, yeah. I didn't even get a chance to ask you how do we feel about getting our first victory on the season. I was premature. Really? Sorry. Were you, you were a victim of premature celebration? Yep. They have medicine for that. Sorry. I, that's I fine. Well, host. I just took a lap during the last break for screwing up the score of the game. And, of course, uh, it's a shame that the Twitch cameras are not on right now. You guys could watch Andy Hart trying to conduct a radio show like a broadcast professional as he stares at multiple TV screens trying to figure out which fantasy player he has in each of the games that are currently on at 4 o'clock, celebrating, throwing things, getting mad. I can it's tell you who quite I, a show. I'm I'm actually enjoying that as much as I am talking about the Patriots victory personally. I can tell you who I definitely have, and that's Joe Burrow, who is down seventeen to three against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Just got away with a nair pick after being sacked by Minka Fitzpatrick. By the way, the, he did not get sacked by Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, Minka it. Fitzpatrick plays for Pittsburgh. That's two laps for Micah you, Micah Parsons. Uh, he was the was he unanimous in our six rings preseason defensive player of the year uh, voting. Uh, he got no. at least two of the three. I, do you, you, two of the three from you. I forget who I got. I did not pick Micah Parsons. Well, you will be wrong. Micah Parsons is an excellent football player. And a I, very excellent football he player. He has at least three sacks through two games. Me just watching those few plays. And our rookie of the year on defensive side of the ball, Aiden Hutchinson, had at least three sacks. Today. He's a monster today. I, so. You know what? I thought this was one of those years where I don't think I just fell in love with, I won't say fell in love with, but had feelings. I had football feelings for the Lions because of their hard luck story and because I love the coach. I mean, I just really think like there's enough. They showed you enough last year that they could be a six-seven win team this year, be competitive. Oh yeah, yeah, they're going to be fun. The, okay, the, I thought the you commandos were build them as into a Wiggy little likes. more than that. No, 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 because no, 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 no. I have no just be a tough out every week for Jared Goff. Doesn't so. matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. One ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. We'll drag you out into the deep water and I'll beat your ass. Okay, so, so the hyenas better get out of the way. I'll drown your one butt cheek. Let's get into an interesting question that I think will be polarizing. And let's do that soon because the calls, without even prompting for a particular point, are loaded up. People want to talk, Pats, and I'm here for it. Did you feel good about Mac Jones's performance I today? I felt fine. I didn't ask you that. I said, did you feel good? Well, I gave so you an answer. answer I answered no. how I chose to answer. Yes or no? Did you do feel I have, good about Mac Jones' performance? Does it have to be a yes or no answer? Yeah, I asked you for fine. a yes okay, no well, answer. Okay, well, now that you've requalified it as such, I will answer accordingly. No. <laughs> okay. 
I didn't either. Now, I didn't it, think it was a great performance. Now, now some, if, you had, if you were a decent human being, let alone co-host, you would say, okay, so how did you feel about it? I would say, I felt fine. You already not told good, me not you gr- felt fine. Well, I, Don't stare at me. Please. <laughs> so the question is, People have no idea you feel better about the team today, mm-hmm. correct? You oh, absolutely. Okay. That's, that's what I, I feel best about. The team's ability to withstand calls either that went against them, went for them, especially Mac's mistakes along the way. The play calling did not seem very suspect at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, we didn't bring it up at any point during the first half hour of the show. Well, I didn't hear it early on, on the was broadcast. A little, there was another second and long. It's like, oh, second and long. Let's run the ball so we make sure we're in third and long. The team overcame turnovers, miscues, mm-hmm. any penalties to grind it out. Like, there's no one – a nice – a nice aspect of today's win, Andy, is that there is no one I can sit there and point a finger at and say, Jacques, it is you who helped us lose this game today. You played terribly. You should wear the crown of shame. You are the one who will be doing extra laps this week. I mean, There's, you could have on opportunities with Mac. Well, I in that could direction. have. Okay. Hell, Miles Bryant on the first punt of the game. Uh, also running backwards early and nom- Early nominee. By the way, in the future, A, Marcus Jones, healthy scratch today. I got to think Wouldn't we see him, Wouldn't mind seeing right? him back on punt return considering how dynamic and electric he was in college last year. Miles Bryant, A, if it's going to land at the three, let it bounce. You yeah. saw what happened to Gunner. He took one off the face mask, and it basically gave the Patriots their biggest touchdown of the game. Gave them... Truly, that was the, easy. If you want to say what is the swing play, what's the pivot play, what is the play of the game, it's Gunner taking one off the face mask today. I don't know what Miles Bryant is doing trying to field a punt, almost going backwards at the three-yard line, and then he gave the Steelers not one, not two, but three chances to pick it up in the end zone before finally falling on. And fortunately, he did. It's a touchback because he mm-hmm. never possessed it. It ended as well. If you watched video of that play, mm-hmm. it ended as well as it possibly could have. You couldn't have fathomed, oh, we get the ball on the 20. Phew, we'll take it because there were a lot of chances for a go. But he, we also need to remember, this is a guy that admitted a month ago, yeah, I haven't done that since high school. Of punt, Perfect like candidates. Right? Like, so From the I, people who brought you Nikhil Harry in the wind back to catch a punt, which he took off the side of the helmet, comes, hey, Miles Bryant, you haven't done this since high school. We just drafted the best punt returner in college, college. football, so let's put you back there. You know what this felt like to me in a weird, different way is Sudfeld, the tight end who was the talk of the summer, goes to uh, Buffalo, like deflected a ball up into the air, interception, never to be seen again. Because it that's, went well. That's by Hopkinton, right? Yes. Yeah. It was going so well that you kind of kept riding the train yep. on Sudfeld. Preseason, okay, uh, he's earned regular season. Miles Bryant, it went well, it went well, it went well. Oh, oh, it went so wrong almost. Might be time to let the professional, mm-hmm. and I deem Marcus Jones, based on college, mm-hmm. sort of the professional. That's what he punter. does. Right. So I, I think that's one change I would advocate for moving forward, even though Miles Bryant did bounce back and had like a 16-yard return later. Mm-hmm. So. And some solid tackling in the secondary. Oh, I'm not advocating getting rid of him and removing no, him no, from no, the no, planet. No, 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 I'm no, just no. saying He does enough returns. well to add to your team. Well, that, that seems an extreme reaction, but that's what you do. At least rotate Marcus Jones in on the punt returns. I, I'd give him a shot next week. And next week is going to be a game s- just a little less than seven days from now. Kickoff 1 o'clock next Sunday, the home opener against the Ravens at Gillette. You're going to need every little bit of dynamic, uh, every little bit of electricity, every spark you possibly can get in guys like Marcus Jones, I think at least, can provide them as well. The phones are fully loaded before we trend. we got to get at least one of you guys up in the biz and in the action. 617-779-7937. Let's check in first with our pal Paul in Rhode Island. Welcome to the Six Rings Post Game Show, Paul. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you for taking my call. 
we are on a, let's relax, okay? We are on a four-year program. We made our bed against Miami last week, okay? And this week, okay, we'll take a little help from Mr. Checabini there, Mr. Milkman, okay? Now, we, we don't need to be, we don't, we, we, we don't, we don't, we do not need any more Super Bowls. We just want to be in it, okay? I mean, I'll so t- uh, Paul, I'll take it if we can get the Super Bowl, but I hear you. I have said time and again on this station, yeah, and I think I I'm mean, not the only one, that we've we had live? so many. The glory yeah. is over. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't like it's that. like we keep bashing. We keep bashing, bashing coaches, bashing this, bashing that. I mean, you're bashing the product I buy every week. Wait, we're not, well, Paul, we're not bashing, you, you, Paul, we're not bashing the product, two, number one. I'm on. celebrating the product. Number right. two, I actually work okay, for the product, you. and Andy thank used you. to as well, so we're celebrating the product. So thank you for your passion, Paul, and I hope you enjoy the home opener. Let us not bash the products or anyone else for any other reason on this radio station or throughout are we, the National Football Are we allowed League. to objectively describe what we see? Uh, or is that bashing? I think we are. Like I don't Mac believe I'm bashing. Jones makes a terrible throw. Is that bashing? It shouldn't Matt, we want Mac Jones to be making progress, correct? Good he throws. has made some progress. Right. And we will get to uh, a tweet from Andrew Callahan, our pal at the Boston Herald, who discussed uh, some progress that he's making, or rather how the other team noted that he's an intelligent football player and progress that he's making as well. We try to just give it out over the course of the program. Jimmy, Scott, Johnny, Randy, Bill, don't you guys go anywhere. We'll get to your calls and everyone else in Pats Nation who wants to chime in. And I'll ask you this question. Are you at all concerned with Mac Jones's play? And how do you feel about the game? Does that give you the kind of confidence and momentum you and the team will need heading into next week's home opener against the Ravens? That's a really explosive offense that got good wide receivers on the outside three of them, and they got some, and then they also got a very good running back. Uh, we just trying to keep the ball in front of us and, uh, you know, attack, limit them from uh, executing and uh, making those big plays and keep the ball in front of us. Patriots linebacker, edge defender, de facto offseason assistant general manager, team spokesman and general vibe, Matt Judon postgame today talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, who the Patriots got a three-point win over today. Matt Judon, definitely a force and factor in today's win by the Allegheny at Akrasure, I believe, yes. stadium. That seems wrong. Yes. That's just weird. It's just you know, Everybody uh, has a price. They couldn't keep Heinz involved at all. Acrisure had to overbid. Like, who the wants to call it bottles Acrisure? are gone. It's like uh, the Heinz end zone now. That's what the Pittsburgh the radio Heinz call is calling it. end zone. Really? So they Isn't that something they would do on, like, Nickelodeon where, like, they'll just make ketchup go everywhere? Well, I mean, Mitch Trubisky was, was the, the yeah. Nickelodeon MVP. He was the MVP Ugh. of that playoff game a couple years. What do you make that noise for? Mitchell oh. Trubisky. Oh, anything just that makes general. children happy. I forgot. No, you, Mitchell makes Trubisky upset. makes me go, uh. Yeah, I agree with Dan Shaughnessy. We learned today that Mac is better than Mitchell Trubisky. What does that mean? Lord only knows. Who knows? All I know is that when we get to thumbs up, thumbs down in the players of the game, uh, Mitch Trubisky is definitely going to be one of them. Yes, for the Patriots. For the Patriots. Maybe the best player on the field today for the Patriots was the quarterback of the opposite team. Oh, poor Gunner. That has to be like such a soul punch for him to... To actually go and get a contract for real money, he left the Patriots, signed a two-year, $4.2 million deal with the Steelers to be a return specialist and fourth or fifth receiver, and gets out there. And he had talked this week about wanting to have a big game against the Pats because, you know, you always want to get one against your first team, your first love, whatever he called them, you know, your ex 
and gets out there and takes one off the face mask and then and contributes to the loss. The Damian, Har- I mean, the Andy Hart of the Patriots apparently, Damian Harris goes up to his buddy Gunnar Olszewski post game mm-hmm. and says. I didn't. I didn't want to touch down that easy, but if you're going to give it to me, I'll take it. Like rubbing a little salt in the wound of his ex-teammate. No, oh. Damien said it he at the, at the podium. It. Yeah, he admitted to it. So hey, hey, it's all jokes. All listen, jokes. but listen. that cuts a little deep. I bet for Gunner. Oh, it's it's got to be absolutely brutal. I mean, that's for him essentially well. the difference in the game. It was like like, like sometimes games like this with teams that are going to be fighting for whatever that playoff line is, or to be in the wild card hunt, if you will, like. It comes down to, we talked about it last week, the, the Patriots two plays. not being good enough, per se, to be able to make those kind of mistakes where you can turn the ball over four and five times just or go miss to out on your two and three The greatest coach plays. of all time said last week the game changed on two plays. Mm-hmm. Skewed, I believe. Yes. Skewed things. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I think this game skewed on two plays. Nelson Aguilar scores a touchdown, mm-hmm. and Gunnar Olszewski, your former all-pro punt returner, looked like an all-no punt returner and took one off the face today. And you know who else is? Scott down in Rhode Island. He'd like to talk Mac Jones today. Scott, we'd like to have you on the program. How you doing, guys? How are you? Good. I know 50. You're very positive, and I respect that. But when it comes to this guy, I just think you got rose-colored glasses on. This guy is not the future, he's not the answer, and he's not going to get you the promised land. I think he's regressing, and I don't think he's the quarterback of the future. I really don't. So you don't think Mac Jones is the answer? You don't think he has a long-term future here in Foxborough? Not at all. They said on NFL Network today that if you're down by two touchdowns, this guy ain't bringing you back. He's not doing it. This guy is not the answer. Well, he didn't lead the Patriots to any two-touchdown, three-touchdown, or even ten-point comebacks last year as well, Uh, obviously. Uh, only two games on the season, Scott. Only two games in. I know you're positive, but I tell you, I respect that. Thank uh, you. But this guy is not the answer. He's, he, they are not going to get where they were with this guy. How can Kraft be happy with this? He can't be. Well, he did win the game today, so I yep. can see I'd be happy. And I'd also say I would add a layer to this offense. I don't think this offense, if they go down by double digits, two scores, is built to come back. Like, I don't mm-hmm. well, that's the, I, that's the seventy-year-old guy who shouldn't even be there anymore. It's fault. He's ruining this franchise. He really is. He's taking them backward. Hey, Scott. You know they won today, right? I know they do, and I'm a big fan. Don't get me wrong, but this guy's just not the answer. Not the athletic ability. Not the accuracy. They left points on the field because of his missed throws. Seriously. No, I, I don't totally disagree, Scott. I think you're a little bit extreme in the negative direction. But wow, I think you could you? watch t- yes, I think you could watch today's game and have questions about Mac and say through two games That's I was looking That's my point. Nothing beyond. I'm not trying to be overly critical. Okay. But, mm-hmm. but it's also good- it's also the second start of his second season under a new offense, under new coaching that we all think may not be the best coaching for him because in they've this never situation. done what they're particularly being asked to do this year. S- surrounded by it's talent that Fitzy yeah. was even mocking earlier like Johnu Smith and people Four like that. Oh. So there's layers to the ineptitude of the offense saying that this offense isn't built to go, come back from two touchdowns and put up big points. Is Mac part of that? 100%. Are there other parts of it? 100%. Scott, thank you for the call. We had to drop the call because there were some cellular issues with the service. But I want to ask you now the question I was going to ask Scott. So Scott says Belichick's lost his fastball. Hard disagree. That's fine. Whatever. Obviously, an age, he was running ages like Scott. yourself. Yeah, I mean, he, he was running Belichick and Mech. He was running hot on of both town. of them. You're not the future. You're both the past. You're old. You're too bad. Blah. Okay, fine. So, But if he says Mac isn't the answer, uh, you and I were sort of having this discussion while we were watching the end of the Patriots game and then that wild finish in Baltimore between Dolphins-Ravens when we all thought that that game was going to be a runaway because it was 
21 to 7 or 28 7 at one point, and then the Dolphins just went nuts. And this is the whole thing about the weaponry, the assets, the receivers, the talent and speed they have in Miami. Do you think if Mac Jones was in Miami, he would be able to, or just flat out would be putting up comparable stats to what Tua has done through the first two games of the season? Yes. I think he could take advantage of those weapons. I mean, he did it at Alabama. I know that's not the same thing. There's lots of college quarterbacks that take advantage of their college weapons, get to the NFL, and can't do it. But, yes, like, for example, today, Tua throws six touchdowns. He's now with somebody named Greasy and Danny Marino, according to the telecast, Mm -hmm. in the record books for the Dolphins. Do I think Tua is the future of the Dolphins? I still have questions. Mm-hmm. I still have questions as to whether he's the quarterback that you want with that offense and that coach leading them to six where they touchdowns go. wasn't good enough for Andy Hart. That no, was good today. Good today. You know what? You know. You know what greatness is in the NFL? What? Good fifteen out of seventeen weeks. Everybody can have a down week, even Brady's of the world, right? Mm-hmm. But if you want to reach that franchise level where people say, "Yeah, that's the guy," we're locked into him for five, ten, fifteen years. You got to be good fifteen out of the seventeen weeks, not one. Not, oh, wait, we had a good matchup and, you know, things started feeling good, blah, blah, blah. And that's where Tua needs to get to. I think there are definitely reasons to have questions about Mac. Like, anybody who doesn't have questions about Mac does not have objectivity. I wonder, though, if we can't help but revisit one of the dominant offseason storylines and one of the issues from last year, which was, did they buy the right guys? Did they draft the right receivers? Is it the talent around him or is it Mac Jones? Because I kind of tend to agree with you that if you put Mac Jones on these Miami Dolphins, that Mac Jones would probably be able to do what Tua does. Maybe. He can move laterally about at the same rate. Or uh, does he throw it too far to the right st- and the safety comes over? stronger arm. It. I know, I know. Like, that ball never got New to coach Devontae Mike, Parker today. No, it that sailed had nothing on to, to do right. with the yep. receiver, had nothing to do with the play call. Mm-hmm. That was a bad throw. And Tua had a couple of, uh, yeah. as Andrew Callahan termed them, arm punts last week as well against the sure. Patriots. They should have been able Tom to snag Brady themselves. did for years. Joe Montana did for sure. years. Happens All to the have, great ones have bad throws. to the throws. best of us. Peyton Manning, bad throws. Oh, my God. But on the whole... Are 80% of them good throws, 90% of them good throws, and then of that percentage are they completed to your receivers, the whole thing. But I just, like, real through two games, mm-hmm. he's completed, this is Mac Jones, 64.6% of his passes. Kind of on brand. It's a little lower, 67, I think, last year. Okay. So you're down a little bit. And in the NFL, we're trending towards high 60s, approaching 70 for completion percentages. Two touchdowns, two interceptions, 83 rating. That's not great. No, that's no, that's not great. It's very, very mediocre. Very, very middling. It's average, we'll say. One to one touchdown interception ratio. Like good quarterbacks. I mean, I forgot what the number was last year. There was like twelve quarterbacks that had a rating for the season over a hundred. It used to be a hundred was good. Now a hundred is kind of you're above average. If you you'd have like to see a three to one touchdown to interception ratio, certainly well. don't want one to one. No, and also realize that. Well, if Cam Sutton hadn't dropped one that literally hit him in the numbers, it would be two to three. There was another one. Like, hey, he tried a couple times to throw some picks. He, he's not off to a great start. But again, he's not the only factor in that. Matt Patricia is calling his plays. Joe Judge is his quarterback's coach. Hey, Brian Hoyer is doing whatever Brian Hoyer does when he had his helmet on and was like, looked like he was ready to come in. There, there's a lot going on around Mac right now. And if we had time, we would play the five-and-a-half-minute-long answer Matt Patricia gave to Phil Perry this week discussing uh, the, the ability or rather availability of Matt Patricia to Mac Jones on the sideline in-game and if they're able to communicate effectively while the team is on defense following an offensive series. It was the most confusing thing I have ever heard. It was like and hell, like the picture of Charlie 
Kelly Day with like with all the string theories and the conspiracy theory maps, but like put to words. But in I I envisioned you know how sometimes they cut like there's a character having a freak out in a movie and they show the various heads that he's hearing like his mother, his wife, his mm-hmm. son. That's what I envisioned. Matt Patricia is like he hears. Belichick and Judge and Billy Yates and this off, they're all in his head and it's all just chaos and that's why it's not coming together very successfully because there's so many voices in my head. Johnny's in Walpole. What's up, Johnny? Welcome to the Six Rings Post Game Show. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, Andy, uh, uh, do you uh, attend any of the press conferences during the week down at the stadium? Yes. Because every other word, when you, when you ask um, um, Matt Patricia a question, you say, hi, Matt, play action. What are you doing this play action? Just just keep on telling him. Has he ever heard of the word play action? For the love of God, he's a rocket scientist. Is it well, pass? I, could, I, I knew it was You saw what was going to come. Oh, here's a run. Here's a run. Oh, here's a pass. How about a little play action, Matt? Just try it once. It they, might work. They did one today. One. I do remember one. Two last week, one this week. That's and the problem progress. also is play action is an under center uh, technique. So they're doing everything out of the gun, which is also was a question post-game, and he's like, yeah, I like being in the gun, but I can be under center too. We can do both. We need to do both. So there there was definitely a little more, and I haven't seen the numbers yet, but they were in the shotgun a lot today, and running play action out of the shotgun not really as effective or really a thing. Yeah, but 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 this kid, he's not ready to be, you know, I'm, you know it's one thing to have, you know, have – Tom Brady standing back there in the shotgun. It's another thing to have, you know, Opie from you know the Andy Griffith show back there, <laughs> just you know, being nice and what we gonna do this week? He's like, come on, wake up. They need an offensive coordinator. This guy stinks. <laughs> All right, thanks for the Johnny, call, thank Johnny. You for Appreciate the, call. the honesty. Hey, he's from Walpole. Walpole is nothing but a factory of football and honesty. Should we also? And I know people. And a corrections institute. <laughs> for whatever reason, people want to hate Matt Patricia. Like yes. they hold Detroit against him, they hold various things against him. But it goes all the way. I think I honestly think Andy, before even the Detroit debacle and sit up straight if you could, and the pencil behind the ear and everything, super. It all goes back to Super Bowl Fifty Two. I think if the Patriots win Super Bowl Fifty Two, if he's not involved in any way, shape, or form to whatever degree he may have been involved in the in the uh, benching or the non-playing of Malcolm Butler, so, I think Matt Patricia would be able to. So we're get, blaming get him. away with much more. We're blaming him for Benjamin Butler, not Belichick. Somehow, that's interesting. I don't see how that makes any logical sense. But more importantly, they, they need an offensive coordinator. This guy stinks. <laughs> don't we need to give him some time? Like Bill Belichick put him in this role. Bill Belichick decided Matt Patricia is an offensive coach who's never coached offense before, and we're going to run him out of town in week two. Well, let's discuss this and more right now. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline, a very pleasant surprise and a special guest on the show. Hopefully, he'll be able to join us each and every week on the Six Rings postgame show. Uh, it says Christian in Foxborough. Oh, uh, that's me. Hello, boys. Oh, <laughs> Fouye. What's up, my guy? Oh, I just really, I just really want to hear an apology and a, and a, yes, Fo, yeah, you told me so on Jacoby Myers. I mean, I don't know. Finally, the the Andy Hart hate can can finally kind of be addressed, and he can kind of admit that he's better than you ever thought he was going to be. No, he's exactly what I thought he was going to be. He had ten yards per catch today. When they needed like twenty six, he got twenty four. He couldn't move the chains like a playmaker who might be special. He caught nine of thirteen balls thrown his way. Not a great percentage. Jacoby Myers is a very solid receiver, but he's not a playmaker. Uh, he's, he's exactly – he's the opposite of, of everything you said. He gives you exactly what you need when Thank you, you need it. And if, so you're telling me 13 targets and nine catches, that's not a good 
That's not that's not a good average, especially when they throw to him all the time. And some of the degree of difficulties with some of these catches are like are like high as hell. I mean, that's the other thing: the degree of difficulty for these catches that he makes, and how difficult freaking Mac Jones makes it. I mean, that's got to be give you an extra couple points, yes? More or less difficult than the catch that Nelson Aguilar had to make down the sideline on the goal line to win the game for you and change the entire game. He went 6 for 6 for 110 yards, averaging 18.3 yards per catch. That smells like a playmaker. Andy, the catches this guy, Jacoby Myers, has to make in traffic when he's about to get his back broken or his head taken off. Like He does the dirty work. Nelson Aguilar gets the luxury of working outside. Fourier knows this. When you have to go over the middle and do the dirty work, those are the toughest catches to make sure. and Myers does it without complaining time and again I'm with you Christian I think you pay this man now Jacoby oh. Myers is your answer on third down the most dependable guy in how the much? team how much how much you guys gonna whatever pay whatever he wants oh whatever we just do a blank check hey, now wait, hold on wait just for the record though like uh Nelson Aguilar did not win you the game uh, today, uh, Gunnar Oshevsky, he actually won you the game. Yeah, he, he kind of did. He's Gunner my player. He's kinda my. Did. I can't give him the player of the game, the sponsored segment, the seven hour, seven to the seven o'clock hour, Christian. But I would one hundred percent give it to him. And if I couldn't give it to him, I'd give it to Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. He does. I mean, it is amazing that they're still playing him. Um, otherwise, like I felt like I mean, this is all predictable, wasn't it? Didn't we all think this yes. is exactly what was going to happen? Hundred like, percent. Go on the road and beat a. Their defense was better than, like, their offense is worse than your offense, and your defense is a little bit better than theirs maybe, and that, therefore it kind of evened out, and you ended up winning because you had one must punt uh, more than they did. Yes, they, but you needed this. It was a must-win situation. You needed a win. You get to one and one. That's all great. Now I'm going to ask you a question about the guy you'll talk to in the, uh, in the afternoon tomorrow, Mac Jones. I know he's your pal, so I hope to get an objective answer. Uh, how do you feel like Mac Jones played today? Do you feel better or worse about Mac Jones through two weeks of the season? Yes. Uh, status quo. I, I mean, I, there's nothing really spectacular about his play. Um, even the pass to um, Aguilar, quite frankly, I mean, it was, wasn't was a great throw. Yep. I mean, it was more of an unbelievable catch. I mean, Back shoulder. More... Don't you call it back shoulder when it's underthrown? Just call it back shoulder? Well, I mean. Not really. No. I mean, because he did throw. I feel like he did throw some back shoulders that were just. I just feel like he's. Just not like you know exact yet. Like he's not. I feel like he's he did have some nice throws, but um, I just don't think he's like the the, the when, when he's getting himself in trouble it's because he's not making an accurate throw. So, but I, I I feel like he'll work himself out of that. I feel like that's a situation where he'll eventually be the accurate quarterback that he is. You know, I'm not worried about that as much as just the overall play selection and the lack of involvement from the tight ends, which seems like they're just a rumor now. They don't even, they're not even part of the team anymore. Um, so, I mean, but again, with all that being said, I think everyone's pretty freaking happy. Have you ever guys seen a team, like, so more happy after a win than these guys? Because they needed like, at the podium, it. they were insane. Yeah, they, they needed it. They, they needed, needed to just take today. a breath and, like, loosen up their tie and their collar and just, like – Whew, okay, we, we actually can win. There are positive results from this stupid process we've been stuck in for six months. Yeah, because it wasn't just about, like, game two of the season finally getting a win. It was the entire offseason, Christian, of the criticism and the scrutiny and the bad training camp and the sloppy preseason and getting their doors blown off by Buffalo. Like, there hasn't been really anything good, anything to celebrate in Pats Nation or at least around the stadium or with the team in, like, two-thirds of a year. So, yeah. 
this was a huge reason for them to exhale and celebrate a little bit. Uh, but, let me let, let me ask you a quick question. Go for it. I don't it. know how long we have. But whatever. I'm, I got a big TV spot. I got to do here pretty soon. Excuse me, TV guy. The when you guys look at what the Dolphins did to that Baltimore Ravens defense, especially in the fourth quarter, do you feel a little bit better about the Patriots defense overall? No. Yeah. See, I do. I raised that point Why? earlier, Christian. Why? Because I, I didn't think the Dolphins played all that well last week. Now, you did some good things. I'm not taking away all the credit, but I think we see this every year through, and I don't want to do the whole extension of the preseason, but the the shifts, the swinging pendulum in the NFL from one week to the next. Team looks great on one side of the ball. Teams look awful on the other side of the ball. It takes a few weeks for teams to settle in to who they are and what they do. So the defense on a whole, I feel better about the Patriots right now just because I think they put together two decent performances, but I don't tie it to what the Dolphins then did to the the Ravens. But I think the Bel- but I do Christian because I think the Belichick family, if you will, Brian, Stephen, Bills game plan last week of corral and contain playing a little bit off the speedsters and not letting them break one off. The only time it actually burned them was, of course, at the end of the first half when a couple of guys take each other out. By and large, work. Sure, they got their numbers and they fed a little bit, but not to the degree where Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle had good seasons for a receiver in one game against a team that has an excellent secondary and some good starting cornerbacks in the Ravens. Yeah, no, I just thought it was just it's just it's just interesting. Like the first some of the six stuff that Bill says is is accurate. And you know, some of it's just like okay, like we're not a three year old, like you know, you don't you don't, you don't have to convince <laughs> us of like what we, who we are. Uh, but I do sit there, and one of the things that stands out to me again is, like, we're sitting here bitching and complaining for, like, five months about Matt Patricia. Would you like to have Matt Canada as your offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers? How bad is that guy? He's, like, he's worse. Yeah, but I feel bad for both of them because their quarterbacks aren't playing very well right now. And Trubisky stinks. You started there. Trubisky stinks. And I thought Matt Judon actually acknowledged it postgame when he said, Pittsburgh, yeah, they got three good receivers and a really good running back. And then he just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they were kind of doing that during the week, though, too. They were when they were when they were explaining or describing him. They just kept talking about, oh, he looks good in shorts. You know, he make all the throws. It was like every example of a guy that doesn't, you know, respect the quarterback that he's going against. Christian, before we let you get going to your uh, big TV hit and carry on with the program, anything else that stood out for you? Uh, you said the play calling was a little bit of an issue. It didn't seem as bad today as it did last week. Although I think we'd all like to see it get a little more creative take a few more shots downfield hell maybe a little more play action or your favorite uh the rpos any last uh observations you can share with us no no i mean i'm sure you guys have probably already talked about it like if you if you if you're going to look at what you should really be excited about one i thought the communication and the blitz pickup was significantly better i'll start with that yep okay um significantly better especially in the fourth quarter especially on third downs um and i thought that obviously the ability to end the game in victory formation. I, I mean, to me, that's always going to be the most important thing. Yeah, I think they started with the ball with over six minutes left, and they then they worked it down to zero. That is great. That that's more reason the defense doesn't have to get on get on the field again. So they're excited. The offense ends in victory formation. If you're going to look look at everything, that's the most important aspect of the entire game. That right there. All right, uh, you can watch him doing his big, uh, big, handsome, fancy football guy TV hits later on. And, of course, you'll hear him tomorrow, 2 to 6, as part of the show that has his name, Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Oh, Christian, also, thank God the Pats won today, so I don't actually have to do the hot chip challenge true. this week. Oh. That's true. I mean, I forgot all about that. Damn it. <laughs> Wait, you were supposed to do it, too? I said, I said Thursday night, I believe, when I did my hit with Mutt, 
that I would do the hot chip challenge if the Patriots lost to the Steelers today. He said he would do it naked. Exact his exact words. No, I didn't say now. Now you're just lying too. Did you actually <laughs> throw up, Christian? No, I I did not physically throw up. I gagged pretty good, but Mego threw up. And were there any um, longer term digestive ramifications? No, I had major diarrhea like an hour after oh, right. I got home. There we go. What a great yeah. radio. And Andy's <laughs> pumping his fist right now. because I like, lobbed it up and I'm Christian not the only spiked one. it home. <laughs> Andy knows I'm going to hit it. Are you kidding me? So Coming off of that, he, so you had a Mitch Trubisky in the middle of the night. Fantastic. Great. Right, right down my leg. <laughs> All right, Christian. Thanks for Hi, calling buddy. in, buddy. Look forward to See talking ya. to you each right. and every Bye. week. Have a good one, pal. Christian Fourier, uh, former New England Patriot, uh, hot chip savant, and, of course, co-host of Merloni Fourier and Mego, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. When we come back, more of your phone calls. We will welcome Kendrick Bourne back to the program as well. Not actually on our program, but we're happy to see him back in the lineup making catches as well. We'll whip around the rest of the NFL. And it appears that one of the potentially greatest comebacks in NFL regular season history will not come to fruition With just a minute left in the game, the L.A. Rams just picked off the Atlanta Falcons. Jalen Ramsey snagging the pick in the end zone. So it looks like the Rams are going to hold on. Ten and a half point favorites on the day. Looks like they're going to hold on for the 31-25 win against the Falcons. Ooh, Oh, Mariota just the Falcons were down twenty-eight to three in this game, Fitzy, and that's what would have made it spectacular. They could have reversed their curse, unjinxed themselves. It would have been like the special stone that they needed to cast to be done with this twenty-eight to three nonsense. This coming, of course, is one of the favorite things of New England Patriots Nation and the entire Tom Brady double dynastic run. This coming this week, Andy, after a football that Matt Ryan used last week was entered into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and the number on the football was 283. It will continue to dog this franchise forever. And dog Matt Ryan, apparently. And anyone associated with that game. Poor guy. The greatest comeback ever. That would have been perfect. The only way you finally shake yourself free, that you rest free of this curse of that game, that number, the meme, is to actually come back from it yourself against a team who just won the Super Bowl. But, alas, it shall not be. Man, if Mariota put that ball six inches down, that's a touchdown. They win this game. It's a good play by Ramsey, though, to go up and get it. He yeah, was well, up there. you get paid $20 million a year. You're supposed to make good plays. Especially coming after, uh, after opening uh, week performance was garbage. not great. Garbage. Not great, Bob. Back to the phones we go. Uh, here's a veteran of the old station. Um, Danny and Quincy would like to talk a little Mac Jones. Hello, Danny. Hey, uh, you know, uh, I think Matt Jones is uh, a typical uh, performance of a rookie quarterback with some growing pains. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just think he's making typical rookie mistakes. Okay? And that and that mm-hmm. is it. He's got to learn where the tackle box is. He has to understand. If you get outside the tackle box, you can chuck the ball into the stands. If it's better to take a sack and punt – Live to fight another day. That took. That's what Tom Brady was a master of when he was a rookie. Learn to punt the ball away and turn it over to your defense. And he's not making those decisions. I think he has regressed. It's one game. It's two games. But you know he didn't have much of a preseason. Right? I mean, I don't know if he would. He start one game in the preseason. Yeah, it was limited. Okay, so. But is it typical. just Mac, I mean, or is it? 
the offense and the coaching staff and everything have regressed? I, I think it's too early to tell. The coaching staff is brand new. As far as play action Wait, goes, it's too early for the uh, coaching staff, but not too early for Mac? It's too early for Mac and the coaching oh, okay. staff to be okay. able to – Just making sure. Uh, b- both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 maybe I didn't articulate the right well, I way. I thought you said he's regressed, and I, he, I think – re- Well, well I, again, it's tough for me to say, but, again, preseason, I saw him perform in preseason, one, the one game, he, he was bad. And two games this this way, he made bad. He's making bad decisions. He's making rookie bad decisions. Last year, I thought he made bad decisions, but he showed to me that he could make all the throws. He could screen pass. He could do the wheel route. He could do the fade route. He made some nice pass. And that ball he threw to I think it was either Harry or um, Myers against the Colts. You know mm-hmm. when that ball was down the sideline and um, Myers. Who was it? Was it? Was Myers, yep, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Everything, everything fell apart after that play, but he's shown the propensity to, to make good throws, okay? So, now, Andy, you, hmm. and again, I'm not picking on you. Feels Go like ahead, it. I'm sorry. Feels like No, please no, feel free ahead. to. No, I was going to say, Andy, you, you had Burrow in the Hall of Fame after one year. You had Herbert in the Hall of Fame after one year. No, 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 no. I'm not Herbert. a Herbert guy. That was Adam oh, okay. Schefter who I, I, literally okay. said I, he's going to be a Hall of Famer on national television. Okay, I'm 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 being you know I'm embellishing for mm. effect. Okay, mm-hmm. but conversely, people had um, Josh Allen after two years back in arena football. Correct. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's too early to to evaluate. The bottom line is they made mistakes today. They got a break. They deserved the break. The muff punt. You know we've had some go against us. They won the game, and they made mistakes. Hopefully they can learn. Now, the other thing is the, ta- the outside-the-pocket thing is like a given for a quarterback. That's such a gift for a quarterback. Mahomes, if you notice Mahomes, I'm not comparing the two, but Mahomes, once he realizes everything's covered, he just runs outside the tackle box, and he throws it into the stands. Right, He's a master at it, but it's such an easy thing to do. You are given that little mulligan the NFL gave that mulligan mm-hmm. to a quarterback. Know where the tackle box is. Okay. Now, the other thing is Danny, I got to Danny, I got to wrap it up with you. I appreciate the time and the call. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, but his his larger he's, point he's got, is he, his larger point is accurate, but I would like to rebut to that as well cuz you know, we like to do two-way sports talk radio here. So my rebuttal to that is this. Why is Mac Jones making in the eyes of some rookie mistakes when he's not a rookie anymore? Do we have to now start a sliding scale and looking at Mac Jones like he is a veritable rookie because of the changes that have been made schematically and personnel-wise yes. to the Patriots. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's many, so it's a page one rewrite on the screenplay, if you I will. I don't know if it's total, but how many times have we heard, seen, witnessed, oh, that poor young quarterback, third offensive scheme in four Three years, years yeah. it sets him back, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's reality to that. Or anybody, if you take Spanish one and then the next year you take Spanish two, you hit the ground rolling. Mm-hmm. If you take Spanish one and then I didn't really like Spanish, I'm gonna take German next year. You're starting over. You 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 go back to square one, and you're not gonna be as far along as you would normally be. So there is truth to that. Now I will say, there's also the special ones, like Patrick Mahomes. First year as a starter was great. Mm-hmm. Second year as a starter won the Super Bowl. Like the special ones, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. First year as a healthy starter. 
goes to the Super Bowl. Like, the, you know, he got hurt at the end of his first year, was good. I think Justin Herbert's cool. a special one. He eventually will make it to the playoffs, if not a Super Bowl as well. I was going to say, he needs to get to the playoffs before he gets to the and Super Bowl. And he also start needs his games. coach to stop making. But even the really good ones, he might be one of the more physically gifted players in the NFL. Herbert, right? Mm -hmm. But you still have to question the coaching or other aspects that come into it and can hinder him having the ultimate success. You and I were talking off air. Kyler Murray. Out. Is apparently regressing, was just given a boatload of money, wanted the money, was going to hold out the whole thing, is regressing. The quarterback position in the NFL is really hard to play. We've been really spoiled. We saw the best to ever do it, do it at a really high and consistent level for two decades. It has hindered our ability, I think, to be to be normal in our analysis of quarterbacks, right? Everything is supposed to be, like, really good, really fast. It doesn't always work that way. I think a lot was made of the progress Mac Jones made last year, and I think a lot was made of his intellect, and that's one of the main reasons why people believed that Mac Jones would be able to, and there's a fumble at the end of the game on a botched Hail Mary, and the Rams hold on to defeat the Falcons 31-27. I think a lot was made of both his intellect and the progress he made as a rookie last year under Belichick with all these brilliant football minds surrounding him that he'd be able to overcome any of the issues that have dogged other quarterbacks that have switched coordinators and switched systems midstream. So people thought, I think a lot of myself included, maybe I'm maybe I'm naive, maybe I'm just a believer, but I thought he would be able to overcome a lot of these uh, hiccups, if you will, some of the the issues that these guys face. Turns out he is still human like the rest of us, and he's having issues. Now, if he were surrounded by the elite fantasy football talent that a Tua Tungavailoa is, guess what? Wouldn't be worried about those issues because some of those guys can just make plays, touchdowns, and points appear out of thin air. That's not really the case. These Patriots... Save for the occasional lucky deep ball where Aguilar makes the highlight of the week. These Patriots are going to have to, kind of the way that they ground it down at the end of the game, work their way down the field for three and often seven. It's never just going to, like, happen. It's not going to be like, oh, my gosh, the greatest show on turf 2.0 is actually taking place in the Northeast now. It's just not going to be like that. Right. Yeah, I was one that I – and it's – I don't know if it will play out in reality, but I think it should Mm -hmm. that I said in the spring when it was – kind of clear how this team and this offense was coming together coaching-wise and mm-hmm. talent-wise. Mac Jones in a no-lose situation. If it doesn't work, I think an objective, honest person says, hmm, you went to a new system with a defensive coordinator calling the offensive play. Like, there's a lot of reasons. Then you get to the talent and all that. If it works, mm-hmm. then I think people go down your road and say, Mac is special. He Like, even though you threw some things at him, he dodged, he bobbed, he weaved, and he made plays. He got the job done. Now, we've already had multiple callers who say, Mac's not the guy, he's got to go. I think that's a little premature and ridiculous at this point. But I also think it's okay to question. Sure. He's, he's not wowing you with his physical skills on the field. That's the one thing with Josh Allen or Justin Herbert, some of those guys that Danny brought up. Mm-hmm. You could see elite physical tools. You yep. knew Josh Allen yep. was big, could run, and could throw it through a wall. It might all not go to the person it's supposed to sometimes in his first year, second year. Nope. But you could see the 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 raw the ta- talent. The talent was there. It just needed to be trained. We and can't bridled. see Max' talent because everybody tells us his talent is in his head and in his heart and his soul and his work ethic and his preparation and all that. And that's hard to quantify. Exactly. And with guys like Justin Herbert, they can have a fractured rib and still stand on their back foot and throw a forty-yard 
tether cable. Laser. A freaking laser, Mr. Bigglesworth, so. at the end of the game to get him back into a game that, unfortunately, a harried pick six or a rush pass at the goal line cost them a chance to win the game in. Patriots 17, Stillers 14, first win of the season. We will continue taking your calls, analyzing the game. We'll come back with thumbs up, thumbs down, Andy Hart's favorite weekly feature. This is the Six Rings postgame show on WEI. Final segment here on the Six Rings postgame show, wrapping up final looks at the Patriots 17-14 win today, first of the season against the Steelers. They will be likely in the air and on their way home very soon. Aircraft touching down, hopefully safely at TF Green Airport. TF Green. TF Warren. Today, Junior. TF Green. As they get ready for next Sunday's home opener against the Ravens, 1 o'clock, which a friend just texted me is actually on Fox. You have two AFC teams. You would think that would get a... You know, maybe Ian Eagle and Charles Davis again on the call in the central broadcasting system. No, it'll actually be on Fox. A tremendous home opener for the uh, Foxborough faithful, as you like to call as them. As I like to say, it, all the Foxborough fanboys, bing, that Ding, box is checked check for you and everyone else who but Yeah, Lamar Jackson uh, looks like he's on Should a mission to put up ridiculous numbers this year, so then he can therefore put up ridiculous numbers in his bank account afterwards. He was already offered... Uh, I believe what would be ridiculous numbers no, not to really. the rest of us. Oh, $130 million guaranteed is not ridiculous to you? A guy with 22 pending civil sexual assault lawsuits got a fully guaranteed contract. If I'm Lamar Jackson, I don't, you can, he could, the other side, the team can say that we don't count that contract. That's, no, 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 don't look at the, no, 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 that contract exists, right? right? Oh, That's I know it comp. does. And so Whether does Kyler Murray. They screwed the, car- the whole The Cardinals league. have a touchdown today right. against the, against the so, Raiders. And right. Lamar Jackson can do what Lamar Jackson does. And the more he proves mm-hmm. that he can throw the damn football and score through the air mm-hmm. as well as what we know he can obviously do with his legs, his case gets stronger and stronger. His leverage gets stronger and stronger. And we will see against the Patriots if he continues to trend in the upward direction with his statistical output. I shared this tweet with you. It was uh, sent to us by our pal Ken Laird here at the radio station. It comes from Tim Benz. Old familiar face and voice here at WEI. Yes. Once worked with Merloni and Fourier back in Pittsburgh. I believe Tim these days is working. Uh, oh, he's the pregame host there. How about that? And works for Tribune Sports. A he does over pre, there. we do post. How hey. about that? And we'll meet in the middle yeah. with this particular tweet. We're kind of in the same world. All right, that's enough from you. Uh, Tim Benz at 447 today tweeted out, Malik Reed credited Mac Jones for checking out of and into various plays at the line of scrimmage on the final drive. Quote, he was seeing what we were in. He is pretty smart. Once they had a feel for our adjustments, they were able to counteract those things, end quote. So how about that? Mm. A member of the uh, other team, the opponent today, saying Mac Jones has a good feel for the game, very smart, and can read the D. Please do not make <laughs> more of that, you child. Uh, no, I, I Defense, think we all I know apologize. Defense. that Mac Jones is a smart football guy. Yes. So that, that so as we talk about like oh he's still a rookie or oh he's still enduring growing pains like well no. Actually he's he's re, like he's yeah, able there's to smart pro- football guys that aren't good quarterbacks. Some of them become coaches. I think Brian Hoyer is a really smart football guy. Right. Is he a good NFL quarterback? I don't know how he's able to, you know, process or like read a def- read a defense at the line of scrimmage. Well, I do. I mean like he's good. He's a okay. smart quarterback. 
but he's not a good quarterback. He's a journeyman backup. And there's well, no disrespect. That's a great Mac accomplishment. Mac Jones has greater wheels. He's quicker, has a better arm than Brian Hoyer. I think no, no, we no. kind of agree about that. The point is there's a lot of smart quarterbacks that aren't good NFL quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes into it. Emotional consistency, the throws, the physicality, the everything that goes into it. Is he smart? Yes, I believe Mac Jones is smart. Is he being sort of tested in that area maybe more than he needs to be because of all the changes going on around him? I think that may be true as well. Then what is the something, if you will, aside from just experience, what is the one something that prohibits people like yourself or just any other Mac Jones critics or people that don't think he has it? What is that it that he might be lacking right now? It would be consistency, first of all. I think there is a lack of consistency right now. Like He is supposed to be a very accurate quarterback. I don't think he's always an accurate quarterback. Mm. Now, you know who is not also always an accurate quarterback, but now a starting quarterback in the NFL once again, our old pal Jimmy Garoppolo, who I very much, I will admit, wanted the Patriots to trade for last year because it seemed at the time they were high on as they traded up to number three in the draft. Mac Jones, ultimately they went with Trey Lance. The inexperience of Trey Lance led them to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo starts last year, goes all the way to the NFC Championship. A very bizarre offseason leads him to stick around with the team because even though Trey was their guy, was he really their guy because he did not get off to a good start and now he's gotten off to a horrible start. Uh, our producer, Nick LaPan, just informed me that Trey Lance suffered a broken ankle in today's game. He was carted off, put into a, an air cast on the field. He suffered a broken ankle. He will be out for the year. How fortuitous, how smart it was. A sage move by the 49ers Real to keep old <laughs> to keep old Jimmy GQB around starting once again for the 49ers and of course they get a big 27 to 7 win today over the Seattle Seahawks who are not going to go undefeated who are not going to go undefeated. Pete Carroll apparently giving them like a pep talk before the season referencing the 72 Dolphins now did Geno Smith say now did Geno Smith uh did he write back to anyone today or this week that wrote him off yeah, probably not. That's probably not. not. Maybe he'll maybe he'll have some time on the flight home. You're it's on not your that high far. Horse, you San say Francisco things. to Seattle. It's probably like a two hour flight. Maybe yeah, he'll have some time. Digital age. Return really a couple pump emails. Out some emails. Yeah, sure. Quick. Maybe just get a Blackberry. You can just. But you know, I, I'm out a rooting for Jimmy G. That's a, but, I am too. Oh, but he's a perfect example. I love of, the guy. I can't help it. I admit it. I love Jimmy Garoppolo. But he's the perfect example of the quarterback position is a tenuous living mm-hmm. like you can be on top of the world in the super bowl and you're being replaced and now you're on top of the world again and the fine line between winner and loser for uh-huh. him super bowl one ring oh. validation by a ring oh it's just whiskey tart is the fine line because if that knucklehead holds on to that punt from matthew stafford in that game last year the 49ers were going to the super or bowl. or matthew stafford one year in la changes the whole perception of who matthew stafford is mm. quarterback is a weird position it's about winning and losing yes super Mm -hmm. bowl rings winning and losing but then sometimes if you win like jimmy garoppolo it's not just about winning and losing it's about other stuff that goes into it so i ask you this hypothetical before i try to whip through these calls and then we'll get to the player of the game thumbs up thumbs down we got five minutes it's going to be an action-packed five minutes we'll keep the calls quick i ask you this hypothetical real quick would the patriots offense look the same or would it be better right now if jimmy garoppolo were the quarterback not mac jones uh the same because this offense is different And I think the offense is a work in progress just as much as the quarterback is a work in progress. They're both working in progress. Kelly and Amherst, what you got, buddy? What's up, guys? I love Jimmy. Hey, guys. So, yeah, I love Jimmy G very much as well. But uh, on the Mac Jones tip, 
I think it's fair to say that this pretty much is his rookie year. If you want to say that's because of the coaching switch, you go ahead. But I made that point before the year started for a different reason, just because what was the main story last year was, oh, how come they're not letting Mac play? Oh, how come they're, you know, keeping him in bubble wrap? They barely let him do anything. Was it because he sucks or was it because they were just trying to work him in slow? It feels like this is the first time they're really letting him play, and so we're seeing him work through a lot of mistakes. All right, Kelly. Thanks, Thanks for, the, for call. the call, Kelly. I, I appreciate don't that. consider uh, this his rookie year. I mean, he played the entirety of last season. So see, that's the thing. Like that's, We've heard year. multiple calls now about people saying they feel like this is basically Mac Jones' rookie year. It's not. No. Like, legally, technically, it is not his rookie year. Also, if Mac Jones is super smart, super smart, uh, if Mac Jones is further ahead of the curve than so many other quarterbacks, and that's one of the many reasons why the Patriots decided to draft him 15th overall last year, then he shouldn't be experiencing rookie wall, growing pains. He should be able to adapt and adjust. Plus, it's not like they started putting in this new offense or the schematic adjustments to this offense a couple weeks ago. It's been half a year. It has. But again, I think quarterbacks sometimes in year 8-9, when there's a coordinator change, scuffle a little bit. We're mm-hmm. creatures of habit. Most of us don't like change, whether it's in our workplace, our job, you know, what we're expected to do on a daily basis or wherever else in our life. So there's a lot to it. I personally am not ready to panic by any means about Mac Jones. Good. I'm also not personally ready to say he's your starter for the next 15 years and you'll be a playoff team in 12 of those 15 years. I'm not ready to go there either. Let's go real quick. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, Andy, I have thumbs up. Uh, Jacoby Myers, Nelson yep. Aguilar, Christian Barmore, Matthew Judon, and Mac Wilson. Oh, and also Damian Harris. Yes. And, and I would throw Ramondre Stevenson in there. I think yeah, you're going to need to lean on that duo. Oh, I yeah. think you're going to lean on that duo more and more, especially if the offensive line, which I think was better today, other than the mm-hmm. penalties. Mm-hmm. We should take yeah, away the penalties. penalties. Yeah, um, penalties. But it, the, if the offensive line is better, mm-hmm. we all thought, I know Matt Castle has been banging this drum all offseason, they need to run the ball first. Run the ball first. You have two good running backs and supposedly a good offensive line. Run the ball. Thumbs down. David Andrews. Unfortunately, Bear didn't have the best game. A couple yeah, penalties involved. It happens. I get it. Uh, Nick Folk misses a 52-yard field goal. I know he, he continues his streak from inside 50. I know you said there's a little bit of a breeze. Maybe he's uh, going to, to make those. To criticize uh, big kick Nick as well. But, okay, well, hopefully he you makes those kicks. You need yeah. those. It's a game of inches and small points. In a, again, we can't afford mistakes, narrow margin, et cetera. Anyone else get a thumbs down from you? Miles Bryant I would put on there yep. for that uh, that early punt, routine, punt return snafu mm-hmm. uh, that I think could open the door for Marcus Jones to get uh, a few more reps. Um, but no, I didn't think anybody played a Todd. Jonu Smith yeah. continues to look like sadly 2021. Well, this Jonu is actually Smith. named the Jonu Smith Memorial Thumbs yeah. Down category, so it makes sense. Well, I actually said we should name Thumbs Up for Jacoby Myers. Okay, so it'll be who, who gets who gets a Kobe and who gets a Jonu. That's what we'll Perfect. say on next week's show. Time now for Patriots Player of the Game. Patriots Player of the Game is brought to you by Cars for Kids, the easy way to donate your car. Donate today, and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com or one eight seven seven. Cars for Kids. That's Cars with a K. I said it would have been Mitchell Trubisky or Gunnar Olszewski. We have to pick a member of the Patriots. And, Andy, it goes to Nelson Aguilar. Changed the game. 44-yard touchdown over Witherspoon. And I also enjoyed his little uh, prance or uh, skip into the end zone and finger roll. Game winner. Beautiful touchdown. Beautiful play. Gunner's muffed punt. So sorry, Mr. Olszewski was the biggest play of the day by sure. But that touchdown changed the tenor and momentum of the game as the Patriots went into the half 
with a lead 10 to 3. Thank you, Andy Hart. Thank you, Pats fans and listeners to the station as well today. An absolute pleasure to be back with the second installment of the Six Rings postgame show. We will talk to you on the pod this week at Six Rings Pod. And, of course, next Sunday following the Patriots' home opener against the Ravens.